Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello and welcome to Pop Crime, where we discuss everything from the gossip to the gavel, the latest scandals, trending legal dramas, as well as the infamous crimes and dirty deeds of the pop culture past. I'm Kiki Monique. If you follow me online, you probably know me as the talk of shame, your go-to source for the biggest pop culture stories and famous trials. I love to consume all the news, books, TV, movies, and other media and break down the stories so you don't have to. Every week, I'll unpack a new story in the pop culture true crime world, either something that's happening in real time or a reach back into the past. And I'll even have some of your favorite creators, attorneys, journalists, other pop culture accounts, and more on the show to weigh in. We love celebrity beefs. Since the advent of Hollywood, we have enjoyed reveling in the feuds between famous nemesis. From Golden Age movie stars Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, to Sex and the City favorites Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker, even now on social media, Team Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez are scrutinizing eyebrow selfies of their rumored enemies, Haley Bieber and the Jenner Girls. The public relishes a good cat fight, especially among women, and nothing much has changed. As Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion were trending in the last week of January 2024 over a diss track, a.k.a lyrics in a song that were perceived as disrespecting the person they were made about. In this case, Megan Thee Stallion released a song called Hiss, and in it, there is a line that goes, these hoes don't be mad at Megan, these hoes mad at Megan's law. I don't really know what the problem is, but I guarantee y'all don't want me to start. Fans online immediately saw it as a jab towards Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, as Petty is a registered sex offender, and Megan's Law is a federal law in the U.S. that requires information regarding registered sex offenders be made available to the public. For the next 72 hours, Nicki Minaj went on an online tirade against Megan before releasing her own diss track in response, which I personally thought was a flop, and based on responses online, many agreed with my assessment. But why are Nicki and Megan beefing? Well, I'm joined today by TikTok sensation and pop culture anthropologist Blakely Thornton to unpack the history of the Nikki and Meg beef and discuss the culture around celebrity feuds. 
Blakely, welcome to Pop Crime. How are you today? I'm well. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I'm black and gay and alive. So like, I'm counting my blessings to whatever spirit monsters out there. You know, when this airs, it's going to be on the the kickoff to Black History Month. And I was thinking, oh, like talking about Nikki and Meg as a kickoff to Black History. It, it like I'm like, is this taking a step back? But I was like, actually, like, no, I feel like. No. Yeah. Talking with you, I feel like we can actually make this a positive thing. I think we can. The, the Black experience is not a monolith. And like, surprise to whites out there, we don't all like each other. Like, <laughs> like we just want rights and like economic access, but like fuck some of these people. Like yeah, it's okay. <laughs> exactly. Do you sometimes wish that black people gatekeeped a little bit more? Like like when you hear about like these sorts of beef in like the hip hop community and you see like I've watched so many think pieces and I want to get into that with you because I feel like I've kind of come full circle in my thoughts. But then when you see just like a bunch of creators on TikTok doing it, are you like, mm, I don't want you, I don't want your opinion? I think when it there's two things. When it comes to discord within the community, it's gatekeep girl boss gaslight. Like, <laughs> lie. <laughs> Don't let them know it's happening. Don't let them know it's happening. And like, two, I know this is a rap feud and that's all great. But like, imagine if like Quinta Brunson and like Issa Rae were acting like this. Like, imagine if we were on like the Globe's red carpet and Issa Rae was like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> we would be like, what in God's name is... And we know... Not, not every black woman in comedy could possibly like each other, but they're like not fucking up the collective bag. And I think that is where this is messing up. Cause I think nobody comes away clean from this. I don't think anybody's image is better. I don't think anybody's gained a fan base. I just think it's, it's mess for which cultural interlopers, otherwise known as whites in most cases can enjoy. And I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> It's interesting that you bring up Issa specifically. I mean, I don't want to get too off track, but it's kind of like, you know, in the in the hip hop world, we expect this. I remember watching an interview Amanda Seals did with uh, Jason Lee on Hollywood Unlocked, and they brought up Issa Rae. And the way Amanda said Issa's name and was kind of like, I think Jason was like, Are you? it was like, it was clear that Amanda and Issa do not have a relationship outside of the show. Um, did you see that? Oh yes, I did. Okay, I, I did. <laughs> I, but again, she was like, "It's a workplace." Okay, yeah, we, you're we right. went to a workplace, and this is sim- even um, like Amanda Seals, who says what the fuck she says. She, mm-hmm. Her, I feel like her like byline should be, "I said what I said." <laughs> even her, she's not like fuck this bitch. She smells fuck her family. She was like, "It was a workplace. You're not friends with everybody you work with." Yeah, and like kept it moving. Yeah, and I like, and that, and you remembered her for being that forthright. So I think. It is very specific to rap that we allow a certain amount of like let's pull the curtains back, but I do think as a like an eight like you know as a child of the nineties, baby of the late eighties, whatever, like we grew up with the East Coast West Coast like rap beef, but like, yeah. where did that end up? But people did exactly so, like so like we always say like oh great cool, but we've seen it go too far, and I think we're at that point culturally where like I think Nikki was born in the eighties, Megan's a nineties baby. They might, we might not remember where this ends up if shit gets out of hand. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's why, I mean, it's kind of, it sounds weird because exactly that, like it used to end up with people dead. Like we are literally just having Tupac's, you know, murder trial go to, you know, go to trial this year, even though, I mean, I think everyone knew what happened, but 
you know, we grew up with that. But now when I sort of see beef, I just look at everything as publicity. But I will say that Nikki is the kind of part of the last guard. Like, I don't think that she's doing this for, I, I think she knows it will raise publicity for her, but I also think she legit genuinely has beef. Now, I do want to also preface this, Barb's, do not come after us. I know that you are a collective. We are just having a think piece. We are talking about this. Do not dox us. I mean, I'm so, I'm I'm being quiet. Okay. There is no us. In, there is no okay. us in this. There is no I in team, but there is a her. There's a Kiki. There is an I in Kiki, not in my name. So. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're just going to go through this because here's – okay, you know what's another thing? It's like after, you know, reading so many articles, there's so many think pieces about this, which, again, I love because you have – I mean, I think Ice Spice released a new song or album and nobody's like – nobody in the comments, they're just like, but Nikki, but Meg, like nobody cares. So I just love that, like, they have that much pull. Um, But, like, going back to the history of sort of, like, Nikki and Meg. I mean, this goes back to Nikki has had beef with so many people, but I this I, she's a one man army, you know. And, like, and so I kind of like get joy. I don't know why I do find joy when she starts getting on Twitter, even though I'm all, I'm always rolling my eyes. I'm like, go to sleep. I'm doing the Bethany meme. Go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> but I still find joy in it because I I do think it won't end up again like with people getting shot hopefully no. or people dead but i do knock think on wood. It, yeah i knock on wood but i do think it brings attention to women who really are making such a significant cultural impact and after watching so many think pieces i think i've just come full circle where it's like i'm not team nikki i'm not team meg i love i do love them both i literally they all have bops in my if you go to my Same. car right now i mean one day I'm going to be like, listen to Meg, but I'm going down the 10 and then I'm going to be coming up to five listening to Nikki. <laughs> like, I like, I am not a barb. I am not a stallion. I am as one creator. So I am a civilian. Yes. I'm a civilian <laughs> watching this with all my wits about me. And like, I still think like that junior senior sample in Nikki, everybody, I like, I still need Gabby Union to come back and put on an East Compton Clovers uniform and that be the video. (laughs) I need the East Compton Clovers to come back and do a fucking routine to that Nicki Minaj song. And I want a seminal black female pop culture moment. Yes. That was a a homosexual sidebar. I I love homosexual sidebars more, please. (laughs) But like, I love a rap beef. Nicki is one of the most lyrically dexterous rappers, male, female, he, she, or they of all time. Nobody is doubting that and i also like you know i try to look at things case by case sometimes she's right sometimes she's wrong like any human i just think for this the particular subject matter is dark and bleak and like not fun like make fun of dresses make fun of bags make fun of lace fronts make fun of sales like those are all things but like we got like deceased mothers like sexual assault laws yeah (laughs) like yeah, like so like we'll go, verbal we'll, abuse, getting shot in the foot by like a man. Like none of that's fun. I love reading fiction, especially gripping crime thrillers or mysteries that are impossible to put down. That means I'm finishing books fast and constantly looking for another read. When I'm trying to decide what to pick next, I know Book of the Month has my back. 
Each month, the Book of the Month provides me with amazing books to choose from. The list of books are all curated by their editorial team, so you know they'll be good. First, I go onto their app to pick a new book from their curated list of five to seven suggestions. I am really excited about the books I chose this month. My first book this month is The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, a page-turning mystery thriller follows Detective Chelsea Calhoun investigating a missing girl who reappears after two years, but she's left with more questions than answers. I also received Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch. In this debut novel, the suspicious death of a young doctor rocks a small town. Failed writer Elijah Lee finds himself fighting for his innocence when the circumstances of the doctor's death were ripped straight from the pages of his own novel. Book of the Month makes it easy to branch out into new genres and discover books you've never read. And shipping is always free. You can get your first Book of the Month for just $5 with the code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button or spill something or just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code POPCRIME20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code POPCRIME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code POPCRIME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So we'll go through a little bit of the timeline. So because I know what people like, you know, people see stuff trending and then they are like, I can't keep up. Like, where does Mm -hmm. it start? So we'll go through like a bit of the backstory and like, I think, like, look, back in July 2019, it seemed like Nikki and Meg were good. They had done, you know, it's like in August, you know, Hot Girl Summer came out. That was, like, the biggest thing at the time. Um, There was a live that they had done together where, you know, Meg has previously said, like, Nikki is one of my idols. Like, I love her. All of that stuff. And then it seemed to kind of take a turn because then the following year in August 2020, Meg does WAP with Cardi B. Now, Cardi B and Nikki have definitely gotten into it for a while. And again, I think this stems back to, I don't know what your thoughts are. I think that Nikki wanted her props. She's like, I paved the way for you bitches. And I don't feel like you're giving me respect. And I think that she thought like Cardi didn't give her the respect she deserved. I don't know. Women have the right to be fully formed humans. Like, I know that's like a groundbreaking statement like i don't think women need to be likable or fucking nice i think it's bullshit especially black women like like but i do think it plays into the misogyny of hip-hop where it's like 
that mindset has stuck stayed. Like I always watch that, like that went in hip hopping on Netflix. There, even if there was a crew, there's one girl. Mm-hmm. There could be like seven Negroes look exactly alike with names that rhyme, like Rizza, Jizza, Shizza, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But there could be one woman. And I feel like women that grew up in that era, because Nikki is of that old guard kind of, at least culturally, I think that seeps into her thought process with other women both on the respect and on like almost like a Highlander, there can be only one. And she's mm-hmm. like, I am the fucking queen. I am the only. And when she feels that energy going to someone who she doesn't feel as either has the skill level or has paid the dues the way she has, she's like, goes the fuck off. And, so, and rightfully so. But I think a lot of that is also a media and culture that is not the fault of the woman that she's often pitted against. Most notably, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. I'm not going to argue that Cardi B can rap like Nicki Minaj. Nobody is. I don't think Cardi B fans that can hear are going to say that she's lyrically as inventive. But she has a presence. She has a pop star aura. She is forthcoming. She's bubbly and effervescent. She'll also beat the shit out of you. But, like, she gives off a happy energy. And I think also, but her ability to do so was created by a Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. Or, so I think... That's what Nikki's fighting against. And I think what we're feeling and what has come to a head in this latest feud is we're feeling Nikki fight that person, but also culture yeah, <laughs> in general. And I think with the Megan Thee Stallion thing, it's come to a head where it's almost like the ire is going in the wrong direction a little bit, in my opinion. No, I totally agree with that. And I agree with like, because Nikki came up when like social media wasn't as big. And Cardi Mm -mm. B was really the first reality star we really saw become an actual music star. They've all tried it, right? We've seen Housewives. We've seen all of them. We've seen Jocelyn's Cabaret. Okay. (laughs) I was shocked. I almost wrote a strongly worded letter to Zeus Network. (laughs) I was like, someone please think of the children. Because like... (laughs) It does give some of the best uh, memes, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, that show. I, I, I'd only experienced Jocelyn's Cabaret through memes. And then, like, <laughs> last September, I was, like, staying at my friend's place in L.A. Or, and I was, like, I watched the full episode. And I was, like. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I am not the youth. This Talk is- about a culture setback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can these people do arithmetic? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't so like we see Cardi B and it's like, and like now it's a much worse, right? We TikTok stars can become overnight celebrities. So I do think that, yeah, Nikki's fighting back a bit of that. And Cardi B was sort of like the start of that. And so I think there was a little issue there. And I agree, like she's part of this, like, give me the respect, which again, look, I understand these things for multiple reasons. I understand sort of like wanting the respect. And also I'm also a Sagittarius. So I also just feel this connection with Nikki where I understand what she's thinking in her head. Cause we can be a little bit cuckoo and like very. Well, I'm a Scorpio. So like, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anger, revenge, revenge is my love language. Like yeah. let's go, let's go commit a murder together and have a secret. <laughs> like, 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 that's my vibe. So then Nikki unfollows Meg in January 2021. And then, um, you know, people are obviously noticing these things. And then a year later, Nikki goes on Queen Radio and makes this inference about, you know, she says, quote, imagine telling someone you didn't think you didn't want to drink because you were at the time possibly pregnant because you were actively having a baby. Imagine that person said, oh, girl, you can just go to the clinic. And so people were like, you're saying that. Meg the Stallion told you to have an abortion so that you can drink. And then someone brought that up on Twitter and Meg just responded, lie. 
And so that sort of started, you know, I think the ongoing beef that we kind of get to today. And then, you know, there was diss tracks, you know, in 2023, there were diss tracks going back and forth. Now, mind you also too, it's like, I realized too, Megan, you know, Megan announced today that she is, she's going to release her third album and she's going on tour. And she's like, this is the first time she's actually going to go on tour as like a hot girl summer. I just realized like all of this beef is happening while Meg hasn't even, she's been in COVID. She was discovered during COVID. Literally, (laughs) literally. I remember, literally, I discovered like, her first like mixtape, like the Tina Snow mixtape or something. Like it was like 2019. I was like getting into it. They started, they started like playing it at the Berries in New York. And then everything shuts down. Like, yeah. Like body yaddy yaddy was like peak COVID 2021. Like yeah. I think it was like. So like, I was trying to chance. do that dance. Yeah. In my house. I still uh, never yeah, really yeah, fully yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you can't. Have you seen the Adele? The, the, where they mix it with the Adele track. Oh no. I still want. If they, they put that dance to Adele's water under the bridge. And oh my god! Whatever you need, if you, whatever your soul is, like when you're like a dark night of the soul, watch that. Okay, it's, it's great. But yeah, I'm just aware of we so 2021. They're beefing one. Basically, like they they have a bunch of discs back and forth, and so finally, I feel like okay, Meg is like I'm finally going to be able to have an album and have a tour because we're out of COVID. I've been doing this, so she releases a song hiss on I think it was January 26, 2024. And this is where we are currently, and this is what started the meltdown of Nicki Minaj, because in the Megan song, Hiss, she makes the line, these hoes don't be mad at Megan, these hoes mad at Megan's Law. Now, this then required people to look up Megan's Law, because people, again, didn't know what it was, which I think (laughs) is very great. And we discovered that, you know, Megan's Law is a U.S. federal law that requires Information regarding registered sex offender offenders be made available to the public. Now, we know that Nikki's husband, Kenneth Petty, is a registered sex offender. Yes. Uh, Nikki's brother is also a convicted sex offender as well. And this has been something like pretty much the thing that always when people talk about Nikki are the men that she has surrounding her who are sex offenders. And so this Megan's Law comes out and this is when... Nikki just, I mean, she goes on a, a 72 hour Twitter. Like, <laughs> I mean, when did, you, on, when did you catch wind? Like, when did you start like realizing this rant was happening? It, I honestly think it was like maybe like, it was like at late at night. Cause somebody, I, I like on my Instagram, it, maybe it was like 10 PM. I caught it like middle of day two. Like, I, it, was like it was like 10, 11 30 PM, the 25th. And people were like, this meme about Nikki. And I'm like, she can't really be going off like this. Like, it's like, it's got to be like, and then I'm getting, and then people are dubbing recordings. They're like putting them to videos. And I'm like, is she still going? And it was like, oh, wow. I was like, this is unhinged. And people were like, memes of people punching air for 72 hours. And I'm like, oh, all right. (laughs) Like, she's really fucking mad. Like, and again, I was a Scorpio. I get wanting to clap back i understand but sometimes i think like one of my favorite creators teffy she yes she was like what we've learned from the situation exactly is sometimes to wait take a beat sometimes we <laughs> take a beat sometimes we like put the arrow in and we gotta breathe where the arrow hits because like the track that was released after said 
I'll call it the airing of grievances because I don't like it when they say black women are ranting. Mm-hmm. This 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 pushes up on the edge of it, but I'm going to fight that cultural battle. However, for someone as talented as Nicki Minaj, I would argue this is one of, if not the worst song she's ever released. Oh my God. It was, it was terrible. And on top of it, because she had ranted for 72 hours, I was like, oh, I already saw this in all your tweets. All your bars are the tweets that you, maybe if you had saved and again, like Teffy said, taken the beat and kept this all to yourself, we might've thought this was a hot track. And the track, the track itself sounded very like 1997 garage band. Like I'm really like, like Mistress Isabel Brooks and Bob the Drag Queen from Drag Race exchange diss tracks and i'm you know what danger high voltage both of them leaps and bounds better than above this this. oh my god oh i was just like what did she just like let me just wrap off top of the head i was just like it sounded like she wasn't in a proper state of mind no when it was recorded and honestly probably from recording to release because the most well executed part of that diss track was the cover art I was like, oh, that's The cover art was beautiful. I like that boot. Yes, I thought the cover art was actually beautiful. Um, But but also like, girl, these boots are made for walking. Get that sample in there. Yeah. Like, get a sample about boots. Again, if you're taking a beat, taking some time. Do a Dusty Springfield sample and call her a Dusty Bigfooted bitch. (laughs) It's right there. I'm not even a rapper. (laughs) I love this. Uh, I love this one uh, creator on TikTok who was just like, it, I think she got she, Nikki went into her comments. She was like, "It's like Nicki Minaj doesn't realize she's Nicki Minaj, <laughs> like girl." And, and then Nicki Minaj was all up in her comments too. And I was like, "Nikki, please stay, Nikki. You don't have to." If Nicki Minaj comes in my comments, I'm gonna like is my I'm gonna make it my whole fucking personality for like a year. <laughs> like, great. Like you're one of the best female fucking rappers ever, and you want to come and like talk shit to me about what I think is your worst track. Like, you're still a Grammy winner. You're still a fucking icon. Like, an icon thought it appropriate to shoot me out of the sky. Bitch, like, I'm gonna parachuting all the way down. <laughs> lapping it in. Just shaking my non-existent titties. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We spend the next 72 hours, I don't know about you, but I'm like pretty much cycling between like neighborhood talk, Hollywood Unlocked, Shade Room to see like, because I I like the comment section because 
you know, that's where the black celebs will go into the comments and you can actually see what they're saying. One of the people that jumped into the comments, Monique Slaughter from Love and Hip Hop, she jumped in the comments at some point and, and, and then she brings up the whole Megan's Law and starts talking about if I were the, I don't know if you say it, Kanka, the Kanka family who, again, this law was based on, I think, a nine-year-old or seven-year-old girl who was essentially raped and murdered by her neighbor. And they didn't know because he was living there. And that's how Megan's Law came to be. And they they lobbied and they got this law passed so that sex offenders have to be registered. And it's based on this horrific case, right? And yeah. so Moniz brings up, like, if I were the, the Kanka family, I would sue Meg the Stallion for bringing up this is emotional trauma, emotional distress. And everybody was like, girl, be quiet. The law. Like, be, be quiet. Because we're like, this, yeah, you're actually bringing highlights to this law that nobody knew about, which I think is actually more important than anything. But then someone at TMZ goes and finds the dad and of course, you know, this old man did not know anything about this beef happening <laughs> online. And some reporter was like, what do you think? Uh, and then played the lyrics and they were like, you know, Megan. And, and so, of course, then he goes, I might sue her. And I'm like, come on. Is it, can I ask if, if this is a, if, if these are white people? Yes, they are. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. He he did not, he had no idea that this was happening. The reporter brought it to him, and then now it became a trending thing where it's like, oh, the Kanka family is going to sue Meg the Stallion. No, they're not because she didn't do anything. No, you're not, get, dude. They didn't say like you can't. The name is Megan. It's a law. Amber's family ain't suing every time somebody mentions an alert. Okay, no, but I don't like the reporter doing that because like you're just basically traumatizing the family like i would sue the reporter for bringing this to my face on camera i was like i didn't really like that the reporter dragged it in because i was like let's keep this no let's keep this in again goes back to gatekeeping this belongs in our community stop we didn't he didn't he was never going to know about this and if anything it was only going to highlight you know this law so the track comes out all of these things all of these thing pieces come out all of these stories um are trending one of my oh, well, here's what i will say one of my favorite parts though is is like when Nikki said she was going to release five different diss tracks, she ended up releasing one, but she did release an acapella version as well, which then allowed people to sort of make their own beats. And so now people are sort of making their own beats backwards. It's all great. But then again, it got really dark because like you said, you know, taking it to this place of like the family suing is already dark enough. But then we started seeing tweets where, you know, because one of the things that, um, Nikki had brought up was, you know, how Megan lied on her mother. Her mother passed away. Megan's mother passed away. And you lied on your dead mother. You lied on your dead mother. One of the barbs went so far as to find the location of Megan's mother's grave site and tweeted, you know what to do. Now, immediately, the collective internet put a stop to this. One person was like, you're not going to. They've called. They called the cemetery. They shut it down. This is where it gets crazy because I'm I'm curious with beef. Do you think there is no limits? And I say this because I am the opposite of a no limit soldier on this. <laughs> there are limits. The limit does exist, Lindsay Lohan. Shut the fuck up. Like this is very bad. Because when we like, okay, when we watch someone like 50 Cent, he goes all in. I was watching one of my favorite comedians, Yamanika, and she did like a, you know, a live and she was talking about it. it's like when 50 Cent goes all in, he leaves no no stone unturned. And we kind of, I don't know, do we accept it more from men when they go all in and when women do it? Or do you think there's limits on both sides? 
I think there's li- one. I think there should be limits on both sides. And I think for me, I think I also have a very intersectional viewpoint as like a queer black male. I come after men too. One of the comments I got when I posted about this initially, <laughs> being like, these are two of our greatest pop stars. Fuck, like, rap. Rap is amazing. But these are two of our biggest pop stars in the industry. And, like, instead of, like, getting some kind of female solidarity, we're playing into this trope. And someone was like, you're flattening women. This is just fucking crass feminism, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I grew up with these, these idiots as well. I think 50 Cent does and has gone too far on multiple occasions. But I also recognize it's not the line. It's my line. So, like, someone's money, someone's outfits, someone's debts someone's you know i think 50 cent to be honest often plays in that space the spaces mm-hmm. where i think he goes too far are misogyny because okay. i think when men fight back and forth it's often like i'll fuck your bitch or like your bitch is a hoe or you're a slut yeah. like one like sex is consensual idiot so like no she fucked both of you like maybe you were on her belt as a notch women mm-hmm. wear belts too like mm-hmm. what are you fucking talking about so i but like to my knowledge i do not think and i could be very wrong because the most interaction I have with 50 Cent is on, like, the reruns of Million Dollar Listing I usually watch. But, like, I don't think he's ever mentioned, like, a dead parent that's died of cancer. Like, 50 Cent's most fun one for me was when he was... Remember when 50 Cent was fighting with Randall Emmett from, like, Vanderpump Rules? That was, like, like, eat that white man up. Eat him up. Like, you know, I'm demographically inclined to love that. But, but that man owed him a million dollars. So, like, yeah, get him. But he wasn't, like, cussing Randall's kids or children. He was like, you broke bitch, fuck me, like, you owe me a million dollars. Like, because it was all facts. It was just like, it stayed specific to the beef. And I think that's what I'm getting at, which I was very roundabout. Stay specific to the issue at hand. Yeah. I do not think bringing up someone's long deceased mother, someone who Megan had, I believe, got emotional about while rapping on SNL a couple weeks ago, like, that woman did nothing to you. Bring, and like, and I also think this is where fandom goes crazy because sometimes you, I call it plainly stating something. Like when you plainly state something, it's, it shows the idiocy of it. If you, because of a Nicki Minaj beef, are going to go exhume the body of a woman's dead mother, if that's your plan, if that's the, if that if that plainly stated that if that, that's the way the synapses in your brain are firing, seek help. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To that point, though, when there's like certain limits and stay on topic of like what you're going after, go after the person. I think my biggest issue with this whole beef is I hated how so many people kept bringing up Nikki's age. It felt like there was a lot of ages comments happening and they kept saying it of like, I mean, this 41 year old woman, what she do? Go take care of your kids. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. 41-year-olds should not be acting, but also 28-year-olds shouldn't be acting, like shouldn't be bringing up your dead mother either. This To me, that isn't an age thing, but they kept relating it back to age. And my whole thing is, is like, 
at the end of the day, Nikki is still in the game. And like Yamanika, again, she comedian brought up this point where it's like, they're both still in the same industry and they're in this, like they are, they're basically colleagues. So it's not, it doesn't matter if one of them is like 13 years older, they're still competing in the same realm. And this is like another rule that I think like the straight world could take from the gays. Nobody is too old for anything. No one's too old to do anything. Fighting, fucking, all in, all inclusive. Okay, until we're dead. And, and, and if you are of sound mind and body, you can get in the shit. You can, you're never too old to be petty. You're never too old to be petty, kids. <laughs> petty till I die. Till the day I die. Okay. <laughs> we, you know, we like beefs. I mean, beefs are coming up, and I don't. You know, again, I think a lot of it's marketing. But did you see the beef between Eminem and Benzino that sort of started? <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> Circling back to ageism, I take it back. When it comes to straight men, shut the fuck up. I don't care about y'all. Go raise your fucking kids. I'm sure y'all both got multiples. Eminem's a grandpa. Shut, get out of here. You know what? I take it back. Ageism, when it comes to men, shut up. Get out of here. I don't want to hear from me after you're 45. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, again, all of this really did center. It's What people really felt was that Megan was super triggered i mean sorry nikki was super triggered when she said megan's law because Mm -hmm. it is the one thing that people consistently bring up with nikki over and over and you know even in one of her rants it's like you know she said this was when she was on an ig live she was like why is she bringing up you know you know 30 year old you know t this happened when he was 15 years old okay here's my thing do you are we holding Nikki accountable for something she's not responsible for? Or the fact that she knew that, you know, Kenneth Petty was a sex offender and still decided to marry and have kids. Like, do you think that we're allowed to hold her responsible? Okay. Well, one, I do think we don't really know what happened with that case, or at least I do not. And I also do think if you look back at 30 years, I mean, look at the central park five. Yeah. There are plenty of black men that between laws about burglary, rape, et cetera, you know, the laws and the legal system did not work in their favor. And I imagine if that happened in 1991, mm-hmm. is there a possibility that he is innocent and is now legally registered a sex offender for something that was consensual or he did not do? Yeah. So I get, I think that is the aura of what she's rallying against. And like in, in the intricacy of how she knows this man, she believes him. We don't, we, but the fact is in the, in the more macro look of it, he is a factually registered sex offender and you are in the rap game. And that's going to be a giant hole in the armor that mm-hmm. people are going to go to. It's like, what are they? They can't go to your looks. They're going to go to your age, which is stupid and ageist. They can't go to your rap ability. They can't go to your credentials. But you did marry a, a man who's legally a sex offender. And for someone who has proven that she will go after your jugular who is willing to go after your dead mom, which she, in her defense, only said she only said she did because of the kind of petty shit. But, like, that's... Like, I don't know if she should, like, be rabbited and, like, mention it in one of her own songs, like Eminem, yeah. beforehand, and be like, come at me about it. Like, but I feel like she didn't talk about the laws of... Like, again, the Central Park Five. Like, yeah. they didn't rape and kill that woman, and they went to yeah. jail. And they, were, and they were offenders or felons for long periods of time. Mm. Like... I don't think she came at it from that angle, but I just think she came at it. I think she saw red and just like hit, put the pedal to the metal yeah. emotionally <laughs> for, for uh, in public. So yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but like for me, it's like, 
I'm operating from, he is legally a registered sex offender as a fact. Yeah. I'm not going to argue whether that was fair or what happened because we don't know. We can't go back and litigate something yeah. 30 years old, but we do know the legal system at that time was not in, it was not favorable towards black men, nor is it today. However, in the rap game, in the what can I fuck with you about lyrically, yeah. that's going to be gonna a, get a giant red button that, that ever, it's the easiest to push. Which is, you know, and now thinking, because again, we, we brought up, you know, uh, the, the Kanka family who was the one who got Megan's law passed. It's like when I think about it, it even makes me more annoyed that that reporter brought up and was like, can you believe Meg the Stallion used this? I was like, why didn't you actually give the family the full context? Because if you would actually give them the full context, they actually wouldn't like Nicki Minaj and her husband because her husband represents everything that they are against and they would be, they would not be trying to talk about suing megan they'd be like no i'd anyways i just thought about that because i was I'm just, just like, thinking like black people with a whiteboard talking out of this traumatized white man like <laughs> megan the stallion is not a horse but a large hot woman <laughs> it's also a good rapper like ipso facto now hollywood unlocked like this is white man looking all confused like went on a rider with the mask <laughs> like, like what i'm so curious um you know i have my like so I'm obviously not famous, but I have like celebrity beef. Remember there was that TikTok trend where it was like, is there a celebrity you have beef with and they have no idea with? And I've told this story a million times, and it's Jenny Garth from 90210. Um, I'm so curious, like, do you have is is there someone that if you were famous right now, like you know you would have beef with? <laughs> I mean, several. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> several. Um who do I have beef with? I mean, Mark, honestly, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. <laughs> That's a fair He's one. My number one, my number one under the sun. We have beef every day, <laughs> all day, every damn day. I've made every time like a positive TikTok comes out about him. I'm like, fuck that, no, <laughs> fuck that noise. I don't like your aura. I don't like your hate crimes that you try to get exonerated in, in the 2000s so you could make a franchise of Wahlburgers. <laughs> no. I don't like that you're trying to always diss L.A. now just because you moved to Vegas. Nobody, stop trying to make Vegas the Hollywood 2.0. I know that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> also, like, stop, stop espousing getting up at 4 a.m., you fucking dork. <laughs> like, shut up. Shut up. You can go to bed at 7 because you have full-time help for all your kids. Dumb, rich, short, white man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, Mark Wahlberg. Shut up. Come see me. Okay, I, I didn't, that came out of me gutturally, but bottom line. Sometimes you got to let it out. I have beef with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know what's going to happen over, I mean, by the time we publish this episode, there could be more, and I might have to come in and add some edits because we don't know what's going to happen. But what we do know is, I think Nikki is going on tour in April. Meg just announced, I believe her tour maybe starts in May. She has an album dropping, so she's going to be on a summer tour. I think like here's the reality is like when they get into those stadiums and we start seeing ticket sales, that's really when you're going to see who the queen of rap is. Again, this is going to be Megan's really first time to have to try to sell out stadiums. Is Megan going full arena for her first tour? I don't know because I they, she announced it on Good Morning America, but I have I went to the site and literally there was only like three. It was like a Boston and like a. Uh, Bonnaroo and so it didn't really have you know so I didn't see I don't think the full lineup is up yet I'm so curious because do you do you think that Megan can sell out arenas I don't know yeah. we, we live in like a strange age for music where I feel like the last generation of stars that came up that can do stadiums and, and arenas are like the Gaga's and the Beyonce but that's because you had to tour you had to do like theater you had to do arena and then, yeah. and then you move up to 
your opener, you know, like pink open for NSYNC, like, you know, 98 degrees, like you had to like go through the stages mm-hmm. of building your performance persona. And nowadays you have like a, like a Tyla who like has one of the biggest fucking hits ever. Like, but like, who is she? I don't know. Do I want to go see her perform for 90 minutes? Not sure. But and like, you know, you have people that have number one hits that are doing like, you often see them saying my first TV performance. Like what? Or like my first, like my first, like, because they just, or like, I think Lil Nas X is the new standard. Like you make something on SoundCloud and then you become, and then he's been able to sustain it through a brilliant online presence. But Lil Nas X's first tour, who I would say, I think he's arguably as famous as Megan Thee Stallion. Maybe if you look at like internet presence, like maybe like roughly 20 million each, I, I yeah. think maybe, I'm not sure. He did theaters. So like if she's going stadium, I mean, I've seen the Megan Thee Stallion. I think I saw the Megan Thee Stallion set at Coachella like two years ago. So she is a great performer. Yeah. But in terms of like doing a full show and doing arenas, your first full tour, honestly, despite the fact that I am like edging towards Megan's side in this feud, I think Nikki is still the seat filler given she's got a 15 year, 20 year plus category of hits and also has done arena tours. <laughs> it's true. All right. Lastly, okay. I want to go through some of Nicki Minaj's beef, and I want you tell me which is your favorite Nicki Minaj beef because okay. I had forgotten about some of this. Like again, we talked about uh, Nicki and Cardi B. Nicki also had beef with Remy Ma. That was a, a pretty big one. Nicki also had beef with Taylor Swift. It was brief, and I feel like there was apology that sort of came. Yeah, because they performed together afterwards. Yeah, and so I think it was, like, very brief, but that was an interesting one. There was uh, Nikki and Miley Cyrus, what's good, Miley? <laughs> that was, like, kind of memorable. Nikki and Mariah Carey, which is, like, for the history books. And then this one I had forgotten about. Uh, Nikki and Farrah Abraham from Teen Mom, <laughs> you know, again, that was low-hanging fruit. Nikki didn't have to go there. It's like, Nikki, do you know who you are? And then, of course... Nikki and Lil' Kim, which sort of, I think, originated. Because Lil' Kim basically said, you took my style, you took my sound. Um, some people think it's almost karma what's happening to Nikki now because of the way she treated Lil' Kim. I don't know. Also, my favorite of all of these has got to actually be probably Nikki and Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. I love that one. Because I think I, I want Nikki's ire pointed at these white girls that have had it easier. He's okay. like, you know, like I, if Taylor, if you want to do a song with T-Pain or like Miley, if you want to do cultural cosplay and then be a country artist, you need to get the fuck. You need to jump through the fucking real ringer. You need to get the smoke. If you want to be in this rap game, if you want to like get those sales or like dip into that art form and then die, die back into being a little Caucasian blonde girl, then you need to catch a couple strays. And who's yeah. better <laughs> to give them to you? <laughs> who of all of our people? The Katniss Everdeen of beef. Nikki motherfucking nah. I'm going to go with Mariah Carey. I don't know <laughs> that one. Like, because Mariah, the way she, because again, she's part of this old guard. She deserves her respect. The way she acts like she doesn't know J-Lo. And just like, the way she, just ever, the way she just like, just disposes of everyone. Like, huh? I think she is why J-Lo is as successful as she is. If you actually go back and look at some of the Mariah J-Lo commentary, like, there was one time she was like, well, I sing my song. They were like, because they said like J-Lo has, Mariah said she gets four hours of sleep a night. And they were like, well, J-Lo says she gets eight. And she's like, well, I could sleep for eight hours a night too if I didn't have to sing my song. Which scientifically is the op- makes the opposite of sense, but like shade-wise, 
she's been so mean to JLo, and that's why I think JLo is the hard fucking worker she is today. Wow. I honestly do. Okay. I honestly do. I honestly think somewhere in JLo's mind, she's like, I'm going to prove that bitch wrong. <laughs> like, like I, uh, I think that's why JLo did American Idol. Okay. Every job you've had, I'm going to have it. Everything you've done, I'm going to do it. Like, I think JLo's upcoming Amazon, This Is Me, Star Wars Spectacular, <laughs> is because Mariah Carey hurt her feelings. <laughs> Um, okay, Blakely, then you might have to come back because we might have to just do a whole download one day of the Mariah J-Lo beef because that is in a world by itself. Can you tell the pop crime audience where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Blakely Thornton, on TikTok at Blakely Thornton, and soon to be launching in March of 2024. Um, immediately know my podcast. <laughs> immediately no okay i love it no immediately no immediately 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 no thank you for joining pop crime thank you for having me it's been a pleasure pop crime is produced by sean kilby shannon sassone and me kiki monique editing by shannon sassone guest booking by ali freelander And be sure to follow me at The Talk of Shame on TikTok and Instagram and send your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.